the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. The Bible teaches us that we ought to keep our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. By watching Jesus, we can seize and or get a grasp of what we should be like and what we should act like. The word seize means to grasp mentally and to understand clearly and completely. Jesus gives us clear and complete understanding about how a child of God is supposed to conduct themselves in life. Through watching Jesus, we can get a grip on how we Christians should and should not live our Christian life. Through watching Jesus, we can get a solid grip on how we should and should not conduct ourselves, how we should and should not speak, what kind of attitude or attitudes we should and should not have, what kind of temperament we should and should not have, and what our actions should and should not be, now that we're living our lives in Christianity. All these things matter to God if we're going to represent Him properly like He wants all of us to do. So, since it matters to God, then it should matter to me and you too. That's why being imitators of Christ is what we were all told by God to do, and now that we're Christians, it's what we all should always endeavor to do. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. How y'all doing today? So am I. Same Lord, same faith, same results. Praise God. If you got your Bible with you, I invite you to turn to Ephesians chapter 5 and get ready for a teaching that's going to be all the way live. One that's going to allow you to step into the fullness of what God has in store for you because you're going to be the you that God intends you to be. Praise God, stepping into what God has in store for thee. We're going to continue in the teaching that we started just uh, last time we got together. Praise God, and that is being imitators of Christ. Being imitators of Christ. Because that's God's intention for me and you. That's his, in- his intention for me and you. And that's to be imitate- imitators of him like he wants us to. We're going to learn a little bit more about that today. Praise God, move forward into what God has in store for us this day. Because God is having a people, raising up a people who are going to be able to live this thing out like he wants them to. And I believe that people that he's talking about is me and you. Praise God. Hey, man, I thought it would be more than that, not just a few. Praise God. Let's try that again. Y'all probably all breathing hard from all that, lifting his name on high. That's probably what it is. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Let's try that again. God is raising up a people. Praise God. That's going to live this thing out the way he want them to do. And I believe that he's talking about me and you. Praise God. All right. All right. I feel, I feel more at home. Praise God. 
We're going to read the foundational text of this teaching. That's in Ephesians chapter 5. Of course, Ephesians is one of the epistles. Epistles, of course, is a letter. And these were the letters that were written out to the believers to be able to tell the believers how it is that they need to conduct themselves and live their lives as a result of what Jesus Christ did for their lives. We're going to start reading at chapter uh, 5, verse 1 of Ephesians. It reads, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also have loved us, and have given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. But fornication and all uncleanness and covetousness, let it not be once named among you as become of saints, neither filthiness or foolish talking, nor jesting which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous person, who is an idolater, have any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God unto the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them, Paul's button, which once again shows you we can be partakers with them. We won't go to hell, but we can sure have hell in life. Paul's button off. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all godliness and righteousness and truth. Proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. Pause button. Which means that there are some things acceptable, some things not acceptable to the Lord. Pause button off. And we have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of these things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepeth, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Y'all do know the days are evil, don't you? Praise God. Man, these some evil days out here. Praise God. I mean, all kinds of stuff's happening. All kinds of stuff going on right before our very eyes. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But God wants the world to be able to realize who God is by sending him his. He wants us to know who he wants the world to know who God is by sending the world his, his children who are walking the way that he desires them to do his children living this thing out like he ordained for me and you his children walking in the fullness of what he has in store for me and you. That's just not in the stuff, but that's also talking about how we walk. I'm talking about me and you, how we live our lives, how do we order our lives, how we conduct ourselves in lives is what God wants us to do. He wants us to redeem the, the time. Buy back the time, make full use of the time and, and do the, the right thing with the time. And how does that walk as circumspect, not as fools, people who act like there is no God and conduct themselves like there is no God. By the way, he's writing this to believers. He's saying to them to believers, don't walk like fools, but walk like dear children, children of light, like I made you. God is looking for a people and raising up a people who are going to be followers of him as dear children. We found out already that that word followers means imitators, people who are going to imitate God, conduct ourselves like God does, praise God, and do what it is that God would do, do what it is that the Lord would do. That word do, of course, means to act or conduct oneself, to be in action and to behave. Well, God is concerned about our behavior. God is concerned about our actions, our conduct. And he wants us to make sure that we are in action doing what he wants us to do, not just thinking about it and then saying, well, you know, it's something I want to do. No, doing what he wants us to do. 
That's why any teaching that tells you that it don't matter what you do is a life in the pit of hell. Because the Bible does tell that God wants us to be able to be imitators of him as dear children. We found out that that word imitator means mimic. Praise God, it's a mimic. One who imitates or copies in actions, speech, etc., etc., etc. Well, God wants us to cap- copy him in actions. Copy him in our speech. Copy him in our actions, etc., etc., etc. Which means in everything that we do, God wants us to copy him and conduct ourselves that way because that's the way he wants us to do. We found out that that word mimic also means to take on the appearance of, of similar to, resemble closely, to resemble closely, that God wants us to resemble him closely. That don't mean that we have to get it all right, but we better get enough of it right that, be, that we resemble God and look like he wants us to do, because otherwise we're looking like somebody else rather than God too. And since there's only two people in this world, technically everything boils down to two categories because God created a binary system. Everything is either right or wrong. It's either off or on. It's either what we should do or what we should not do. And that means if we're not resembling God, we resemble the devil. And that's not what we're supposed to. Too many of the children of God are walking like children of, of darkness. And God says it's time for you to be the light and walk out this thing right. Is anybody hearing me up in here? That's in our mannerisms, our character, our manners, the things that we do. God wants us to conduct ourselves in such a way like he wants us to do. But we found out that word mannerism also talks about distinctive quality or style, as in behavior or speech. A distinctive quality or style, as in behavior or speech, which means there's supposed to be a distinction between us and everybody else. A distinction between how we conduct ourselves and how everybody else conducts their selves. In fact, I said it before. I'm going to say it one more. The divide is about to get real wide between the world and the church in terms of demonstrating who is in the church, who is in the world. The world is about to get real distinct. It's already distinct. It's got to get real distinct. In fact, I got another thing to share with you. I shared it before. I'm going to share it again with you, too. It's about to get distinct in the church as to who's with God. Who's really not with God? Who walks with God? Who doesn't walk with God? Because God's raising up a people that's going to imitate him, conduct themselves like he wants them to conduct themselves. And it's going to be able to be told that you straight up are a believing believer in the house of God, that you really are the one that is is walking with God, because they're going to be able to see God in everything that you do. God in your conduct, God in your speech and God in your actions, too. It's going to be God all through and through you living this thing out like God wants you to do. That's what God is raising up. But these are people that's going to do it as dear children, not obligated children, dear children. This ain't no work that God is calling you to do, but this is going to work real good for you if you do what God tells you to do. Because we are beloved children. We are close children. We love our father. We love our father. Praise God. Amen. And because we love our father, then we're going to do what we do. Not out of obligation. Because he didn't handle the hell thing already. We ain't doing it so that we, if we don't do it, we die. No, that's not the reason why we're doing it. We're doing it because we love God. And because he saved us. And we want to do that for our father too. We want to walk as dear children of God and live this thing out like he wants us to do. But we found out last time, praise God, that can become minor. Uh, it can be problematic. Praise, it can become problematic. Why is that? Because only Jesus has seen the Father. Because we found out no man has seen the, God, the Father. 
But Jesus has seen the Father. And so the way that we're going to imitate the Father is by imitating Jesus. Because Jesus is the one that's been walking, talking, living like the Father do. Because he's the first begotten of the Father. He, at that time, was the only begotten of the Father. Now he's the first begotten of the Father. And we've been begotten too. And it's time for us to begin to start walking this thing out watching Jesus. We found out God gave Jesus to us as our example. He is our example. He's the one that shows us how to be able to live this thing out, walk this thing out, and operate this thing like we're supposed to. And if we keep our eye fixed and focused on him, then we'll see everything that it is that we're supposed to do and conduct ourselves like we're supposed to. Because Jesus is our example. We find out when we see Jesus, we've seen the Father that sent him. When we see Jesus, we've seen the Father that sent him. And when we've seen Jesus, we've also seen the Father too. So that means that to know how the Father operates, all we got to do is look at Jesus and he'll show us what to do. All we got to do is live out what he lives out, do what he do, and everything's going to work out well with me and you. That's why when we left off, we left off in Hebrews chapter 12, learning that that's why we keep our eye fixed on Jesus, because he is the author and the finisher of our faith. He the one authored our faith, you know, the just shall live by faith. He's the one authored our faith, which means that he's the one that wrote how it's supposed to be. And he's the one that finishes our faith. And that gives the power to you and me to be able to live out what it is that he wants us to do too. But our job is to keep looking at him. We found out that that word looking means to consider attentively, to be able to look closely. And the reason why we're looking attentively and closely is because we found out, praise God, that when we look at him like that, then we're going to get a chance to see how we're supposed to conduct ourselves. This ain't no casual glance. We're just, oh, yeah, that's G. No, that's not. No, we're going to look at him, focus on him. And we're going to do it with the intention to be able to gain information, gain ideas, gain tips on what it is and how it is that we should do what we do and what are the things that we should not do. Because when we do that, everything going to work out good for me and you. Now, Christians are supposed to represent Jesus and the Father in all that we do and don't do. In all that we do and don't do. Which means that find out what God does. All we're supposed to be able to do is look at a Christian. Because all the Christian, what a Christian is supposed to do is what God does and what it is that he don't do. Which means that if we look in your life, we're supposed to see the same thing that it is that God himself would do if he was walking here. Since he's the one that's living in you. Amen. It's going to get real good. However, many saints, I ain't talking about none of y'all, but many saints operate the opposite of Jesus. Although the scriptures say that they called to represent him. Many saints, I'm talking about Christians, operate the opposite of what he operates. Now, I ain't talking about you, so go ahead and you can breathe now, because I'm not talking about you, because I know you ain't the ones that, you know, that live like that. Praise God, I know that you're the ones that live this thing out the way God wants you to do. Hallelujah. Say it in faith, if nothing else. Praise God. See, many saints operate the opposite of Jesus, although they say that they're representing him. Trust me on this one. It happens from the pulpit to the pew. Even folks that supposedly represent God, they don't represent God in most of nothing what they do. But the only difference is, is that since the church don't know the difference between the two, then they can't tell when they listening to somebody, looking at somebody, paying attention to somebody that don't do what the Lord do. Because they never got a chance to look at God like they're supposed to. They're too busy watching the so-called leaders, but they don't even know that they're leading them to slaughter because they're not doing what it is that God told them to do. 
But I'm so glad, once again, I ain't talking about you. Because you are people that's going to look at Jesus and find out how we're supposed to do. See, through examining and analyzing Jesus with the intent to glean information, ideas and tips of what and how should things should be done and how things should not be done, we can also learn how to imitate God our Father properly. We can learn to imitate God our Father properly because we can represent God our Father improperly. Which means we can say that this is what he about, but that ain't what he about. We can live this out, but that ain't what he about. And then other people around is going to be thinking that that's what God is about because they looked at you. But they're going to find out later on down the line that that ain't what God is about and it wasn't supposed to be what you was about too. See, the same way that Jesus represented the Father is supposed to be the same way that we're supposed to represent him too. The same way he did it is the way we're supposed to do it. See, our big brother Jesus, you know, he's a big brother. He shows us how to represent the Father the way that we're actually supposed to represent him. Because there's a way to represent him. There's a way not to represent him. And by the way, that's very helpful to us who want to represent the Father. Somebody asked me why. Because God, our Father, is invisible. You have never seen him. So how can you imitate somebody you can never see? Colossians chapter 1. Come on, hear what God's going to say to thee. Colossians chapter 1. See, it's one thing to imitate somebody that you can put your peepers on. But it's another thing to be able to imitate somebody that you've never seen. How do I represent Somebody I can't see. How can I imitate somebody that I can't even really tell that he's with me? Colossians chapter 1, I'll show it to you. Colossians chapter 1. Of course, this is coming out of an epistle, the Colossians, where the theme of it was Christ is our sufficiency. Another way of phrasing he everything you need. Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. Let's do 12 and then come down. It says, giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet, that's the word able, to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in life. So God is who makes us able to inherit, to uh, get our inheritance as the saints in life. Who have delivered us from the power of darkness and have translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of our sins. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus. Verse 15 said, who is, speaking of Christ, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in the earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions and principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things and by him all things consist. So not only did he create it, everything, but by him all things consist. Now, when everything was created, the book of Genesis told us that after everything was created, God looked at it and said, it is good. And when he finished everything, he looked at it and said, it is very good. So that means that he knows what's good and he knows what's not good. He knows how things should be. He knows things are not should be. And by him does everything consist. Verse 18. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him should all the fullness dwell. He said all the fullness dwell. Now, Jesus is the firstborn of many brethren. Now, when he was first brought into this world, he was the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. But then after uh, he uh, rose from the dead and other people believed what he said, and then we started getting boned again too, then we became some more bone. 
He wasn't the only bone. Praise God. I'm talking about me and you. I don't know what bone you are, but we bone of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because we born of God, Abba is our father. Jesus is the firstborn. We are the ones that come after that. Now, the word firstborn is the word prototokos. Prototokos. Don't say that in front of nobody because you might spit on them. Praise God. I'm going to tell you what it means. Say what it means. It means firstborn. Jesus was the firstborn. Now, the firstborn is supposed to be the leader. They're supposed to be the trailblazer. The firstborn is the leader. They are the trailblazer. They're the one that walked the path for you to make it easier for everyone that follows you. Like, for instance, when most folk have babies, praise God, especially if they first child, the firstborn child, they, they, they treat that child very carefully. They don't let nobody touch it, nobody get around it, nobody near. They make sure they feed it only the best stuff that you can feed, whatever the magazine and the, and the website says is the best thing you can feed them. I only feed them whole grain and whole foods and, 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 and it was a whole, whole yeah, organic, that's what I want, organic stuff. Oh, no, is that, pota- is that banana organic? Oh, no, we can't have that. It's got to be organic. That's the first. They blaze a trail for the rest of us. Praise God, amen. By the time they get to us, the way has already been made, and it gets easier for the next one. The first child, mom, want to go over somebody's house? No. Can't go nowhere. Praise God. And then later on down the line, is hey, don't you have some place to go? Praise God. Because they made it easy. Are you listening to me? The Lord made it easy for all of us. Because he the one came and lived this thing out first. And all we got to do is follow his lead. All we got to do is walk in the path that he set for me and you. And then everything going to work out well for me and you. Because remember, he pleased the father. And so since he pleased the father and then he was the firstborn, he is the one that comes from that point forward to show us what pathway to walk so that we could do the same thing too. The firstborn is supposed to lead the way so that all the other brothers and sisters that follow them also will go the right way. That's why it was so important for the first one to live this thing out right because all the other children are supposed to look up to that one and want to live out like they big brothers too. That's what's supposed to happen. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed for what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you've seen that one of the many things that God wants all of us to do is be imitators of Him in all that we do. I hope that you're not only seen that's what He wants us to do, but that we do what we need to do to become imitators of Christ like He wants us to do. We should do everything we can do to learn how to and do what we learn to do to become more like the God who loves and who saved me and you. That's what I'm going to do, and I hope you do the same thing, too. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassett Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, Come on by and visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. 
Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. Don't forget, we also invite all the sisters in San Antonio and surrounding areas to a wonderful event held at Word of Faith SA tomorrow morning just for you. We invite all the sisters in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to the Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship tomorrow morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast that the brothers from Word of Faith prepare for the sisters of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in the town. It's one of my sisters that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too with a powerful word from God straight from heaven just for the sisters. That's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late. That's if you want to play. Child care is provided at no charge. Nato I, VIP transportation service is available for this too. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to allow the brothers of Word of Faith to treat you like the queens you are by preparing for you and serving your breakfast fit for the royalty you are. So come on through and bring a couple sisters with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. So come on through and let the brothers of Word of Faith be a blessing to you at the Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning at Word of Faith SA. I guarantee that you'll be blessed. And don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. There's no substitute for being in church, fellowshipping with other believers and worshiping God in the house of God. I believe every born-again believer should say what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you who've been a blessing to us, by sending words of encouragement by letter or email to us, sharing with us that you're being blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us. I want to say to all of you, thank you. And to all of you who've been so kind to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, we want to say to all of you from the bottom of our heart, thank you. You blessed us in ways that we never asked or expected you to do. The Bible says clearly what's going to happen to you. The Bible says God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he so reap. Since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us, even sending financial support to us, we know that God's not going to be mocked concerning you. God's going to do for each and every one of you exactly what he said in his word that he would do. That is, he's going to make sure you reap what you've sown. So we thank God in advance for all the blessings that we know are coming your way because of your being the blessing that you've been to all of us in each and every way. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do, that is be a blessing to a blessed people like you. So once again, thank you for being a blessing. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word we're in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.